Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> This is Under the Bleachers. We are two adults who watch and discuss teen content. This week, Heartstopper, the Netflix TV show. First, we know that we may <laughs> we may have said another movie was coming up. We may have had to reschedule that movie um, another time in the past. And I'd like to issue a statement and say, uh, it's none of your fucking business what happened. And, uh, <laughs> if you, uh, have had the experience of putting out an episode a week, you will not be mad. Um, Jane, what is the trailer I just asked you to watch? Bullet Train. We have some teen celeb appear or Gen Z celeb appearances, um, to talk about this week. Bullet Train is a film with brad pitt and joey king <laughs> and others brad pitt joey king brian tyree henry it it is interesting that in the wikipedia she's the second um she is the second celeb listed really yeah uh, she is prince a young british assassin okay i unfortunately this movie looks really fun yeah it looks like it. something worth watching in theaters and i think joey king looks great in her uh, pink suit and her I think she severe awful. bob. I think she looks like shit. I don't think the bob is good. I don't think her makeup is good. <laughs> but I can be proven wrong. I th- I do think everyone in this movie looks a little fucked up. Like, Aaron Taylor Johnson is in it and they, like, he's, like, almost unrecognizable. <laughs> is he the we one with like, blood dripping out of his eyeballs? No, that's, um, that is the other one. Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman. Oh, okay. Aaron Taylor Johnson is the one with, like, long hair and sort of, like strange facial hair that he's never had in another movie and i i witnessed jane watching this trailer and her reaction was like this bad bunny (laughs) it's always a surprise it's always a surprise to see a a musician uh show up in a movie well now he's an mcu actor i told lisa that he's gonna be an mcu um do you care about brad pitt uh i liked I like him as an actor. I think he's good. I like him in his, like, Tarantino stuff. My mom is, like, a huge... My mom and my godmother are, like, huge, huge, like, stands. Oh, okay. And they've it seen, like, sense. everything. Yeah, yeah. Angelina Jolie has accused him of abuse. Aww. And that's sort of been, like, covered up a little bit. Is that a little more recent? Like, no, after? Or no? No. Yeah, like, it was I mean, within the past few years, but... I feel like people, yeah, yeah, that's I, I don't I mean. know. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those like weird, like uh, no one seems to care about it or know about it. It's weird know. because I think like he does like such, um, I feel like he's been in a lot of like films where like his role or like the film was like canceled for like <laughs> interesting like violence and stuff. Mm. And so like people are like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> I don't know. He comes across as like a family guy somehow. Do you remember when oh. he and Jennifer Aniston like bumped bumped into each other yes. on the red carpet and everyone was like, ah, <laughs> like people are st- people still think of him as this whatever. I don't Actually, know. Actually, when I was in high school, I read this. <laughs> when I was in high school, I read some article. I want to say it was like in a magazine, like at the checkout line that was talking about how like 
the actors that society perceives as like the most attractive are people who have combinations of masculine and feminine um, features in their face. And Brad Pitt is a very good example of that because he has very luscious lips <laughs> mm, i mean he's very pretty he's very very he's very pretty. pretty but he's also very square jawed and i remembered it forever <laughs> wait have i told this wait have i told this story on the i think i've told the story but i have to repeat myself okay. during a, a science class in like seventh grade we were talking about genes and how genes like okay. what like a recessive genes and dominant genes or whatever mm-hmm. and most people did a kind of scientific project but what me and my partner did was stalked angelina jolie and brad pitt's parents and grandparents and then determined what their children would look like that's sick that's sick yeah. <laughs> that's really fun if i were the teacher, i wish i, I saw that project because i could see like how well how well I mean, you got like, an a we did assuming um i okay we also had another uh teen in a movie appearance to talk about um jane had you heard about this before i told you um i saw it on twitter and i think i told you <laughs> no what rachel zagler is taking the lead for the explosive new hunger games prequel i i tweeted that and then you messaged me <laughs> okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> there's just too much there's constant information the going between us it's it, it gets on do it gets you um confused do you care about the sequel or the prequel here's the thing okay I feel like I didn't get to fully enjoy Hunger Games when I was a teen, like okay. the movies. Like, I just didn't care about them. And what? so I'm okay. down to care about the prequels. Are they based on books? I think the prequel is also a book, yeah. I, I saw somebody tweeting that it's darker, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first um, Hunger Games movie at, like, midnight premiere. It was so fun. <gasps> yeah. So you were, um, like, you were a legit fan. So what do you think about the prequels and Rachel Zegler? I think it's a weird prequel because it's about President Snow. It's like a Joker Joker origin of like President Snow. Yeah, I don't um, care about him. And I think that that's why they cast Rach Zeg, so because they know like all the girlies don't care. So all the girlies <laughs> will come to see Rach Zagler instead. Um yeah, I do think so the the plot is that like you've watched all of them now, right? Yes. The plot is that Rachel Zagler is a is is doing hunger games and she needs a mentor (laughs) doing hunger games and she needs a mentor and so president snow or who's going to become president snow was her mentor but does so that means that like he also won it right oh that's very confusing it's gonna yeah i don't know it doesn't say like he wins the hunger games and then he's a mentor it says like he's assigned a mentor so i'm confused about that um maybe i'm just reading wrong um, but is she's also sh- she's also musically gifted, so oh, that's why they obviously. cast her. Um, Do you yeah, think they young cast Snow? this guy um, who's in um, the Gilded Age, which I actually haven't seen, but like most people will like know him from that because it just came out, and he's like normal. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I would say. <laughs> okay, here's what I think about Rachel Zegler. Okay, I think I Uh-oh. might need to unfollow her <laughs> because I think she's talented, and I like the idea of her being in this big um like super hollywood movie sure and i like it better than marvel yeah yeah and i don't care about shazam famously i went to see shazam on my birthday super wasted oh, yeah. and it got like an it got like a 95 percent on rotten tomatoes um but i did not like it oh this is the actor hold on what do we think he looks british he is 
That's because that's what President I, Snow is British. That's what I have or to say President about Snow, him. Or the the actor who plays President yeah, Snow. Is <laughs> President Snow is British. He he looks British to me. He's being um, British. He's, he's being giving, British. He's giving he's British. British. Um, I think I agree with you. Um, I think that I am. You know, we already talked about this because I'm reading a fantasy YA series right now. But like, it it's sort of makes me remember when hunger games movies were coming out and that was and they were like fun and good and um there wasn't like overflowing content everywhere so i don't know i'm sort of like is it gonna be good but um i'll probably watch it because um i like hunger games what is there a movie equivalent now for you maybe i'm thinking star wars that feels the same as when like harry potter was coming out or hunger games was coming out no, because for a little bit, like when the f- when the first three like star new Star Wars movies came out, I was really excited about them, and we actually went to see the first two of those new ones like on opening night. Like I booked tickets early to go- to go do that as more of just like a fun time. Mm-hmm. And then like as they like come out with like TV shows and like Boba Fett and whatever, I'm like. Eh. It's getting diluted, yeah. I think for me the closest. I'm thing also. Is I have a hot Star take. Trek. I have <gasps> a hot take, which is that I'm not a huge Ewan McGregor fan because there's a new Obi Wan series. Oh, I don't. I don't. I. I he's an atonement. I'm... He's an atonement. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> whatever. I guess I'm not a fan either. <laughs> Moulin Rouge. Oh yeah, I don't love that movie. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know him from anywhere else, but, like, other people find him really, really hot, and I don't, so... I find his name confusing. Okay. Is he in Harry Potter? Oh, train spotting. No, he kind of looks like, um, the Gilderoy guy, though. Gilderoy Lockhart, who is the new Hercule Poirot! Okay, I was Sorry? saying... Okay. Hercule Poirot. You said Star Trek is your thing. Yeah, but the thing is, and I, you sort of touched on this, everything is TV now, and then obviously pandemic sort of put a kibosh on the theater for a little <laughs> while, so. <laughs> it's hard to get yourself to go pay $13 to see a movie that you can see it at your home, and like, the biggest draw for me about movie theaters is the excuse to buy candy. Oh, you know what might be the equivalent for me now is anytime there's a new A24 movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you like the weird ones. Yeah, that's, like, the event. Um, Okay, um, this is all to say that today we're going to discuss a pretty, um, I don't know, intimate and cute and, like, uh, coming-of-age, everyday school, like, teen content. I almost said slice of life. I have a really funny anecdote about that, which is that I'm not going to, like, shame the person who told this to me. But somebody once was like, hey, Issa, can you um, recommend some books that I want to read this summer, like, for me to read this summer? And I was like, sure, like, what are you into? Like, fiction, right? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, she, like, typed for a long time on her phone, as the characters do in this movie Mm -hmm. or in this TV show. And then she was like, I just like books that are, like, slice of life, you know? (laughs) But that's the thing! What does that mean? (laughs) Okay, it I'm isn't. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. No, no, right? I, you're in the wrong here. Slice of life is like <laughs> a very normal. It's a very normal phrase. <laughs> what is a book that is very slice of life? Um, for example, Judy Bloom books. Uh, that's not a teen book. Like forever. Oh, um, just any. What I'm trying to say is, slice of like our life books are like non-genre 
or something maybe called women's fiction, maybe, but not a thriller. <laughs> I feel like I'm having trouble describing it. <laughs> no, but it's a real thing. It's a real okay, thing. Okay, okay. Anyway, would you? Okay. Um, I actually, this is. I was trying to like come up with adjectives for the for Heartstopper because, um, a lot of people, um, the way that they've been talking about it to me, which I which I think is correct, is that like, oh, it's like extremely like wholesome and like it's just like it's like happy and hopeful and like they can find like people can find like love and friendship and like it's not um it's not like uh trauma and like tragedy in a way that a lot of queer like content is um and jane i wanted to introduce you to a term that i learned when i was a teen reading fan fiction which is fluff um which I think in, like, normal sense, like, when people say, like, a book has fluff, it's, like, not good. It's, like, extraneous schlock? material. Fluff! Oh, okay. No, no, I know, but is fluff, fluff yeah, yeah. schlock <laughs> or is it different? No, in fan fiction, it's a code, it's it's uh, it's a word that you, it's a tag, not a code, a tag that you can search and it means, like, feel good, like, cute, like, pleasant. So it's, like, pleasant, like, cute romance and not, like, dark or, like, angsty. And -hmm. not really, like, horny. Like, not, like, horny. Not too horny, basically. (laughs) What am I saying? Like, not, like, the the emphasis is on, like, the romance and the cute side and and not on the, like, um, super-duper horny side, if that makes sense. You know what we should create is, is one of those scale things either okay. either the like chaotic neutral scale, scale or things. just a, okay. or just like an x and y axis and it's like dark light horny not horny <laughs> and then just plot them yeah and plot all of the content we uh covered. jane had you heard about this series before absolutely it is it is huge it's huge, yeah, it's huge. on twitter the the children are are ferocious about it on twitter um, my manager at work told me about it. Oh, really? Too. Yeah, yeah. Aww. Did I mean, he, he like it? He's gay. Yeah, yeah. He lo- he loved it. Um, but also like the Zoomers, as you are saying, the children um are super excited about it. Um, it is a TV series adapted from a uh web comic and graphic novel by Alice Oseman. Um, and I believe it was first like. I think it was it was announced like pretty early because I remember people were excited about it. Um, in like I think it was announced like pre pandemic, and then now it's finally out. And um, I think the web comic has been going on since like more like twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. Have you ever watched a web comic? Watched? <laughs> Wait, or read it? Um, read a web comic? I've read. Um, there were like. There were, like, kind of funny ones that people would pass around in, like, college or high school and college, like, XKCD. They were, like, kind of nerdy, funny ones um, and stuff like that. Um, but not one that, like, was, like, a story. But I was yeah. going to ask you if you have any, like, teen, like, attachment or experience with graphic novels. Not at all. I actually really don't like graphic novels. <laughs> not that I, I... It's not that I think they're bad. I think they're lovely. It's just... It's not how I process information to read hmm. something and then look at an image. It's just it, it feels very clunky to me. Interesting. So I but, just don't like it. But have you had you ever like read a graphic novel that was like not like superheroes basically? Like it was kind of like this where it was just, I've like, never read a graphic stuff. novel because I or like seen seen one like yeah yeah. Like, yeah 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 that's like because because I feel like a lot of people also just like don't or maybe now it's like a little more popular that there are more um graphic novel and like comic content that's like not superheroes basically 
Yeah, I do think it's having a moment, and it feels especially big in, like, the queer world. For whatever yeah. reason, almost every graphic novel I hear about that is not power, powered people, super people, is power queer. People. It's, people like, young power. queer people. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, part of that might be because, like, they don't find, like, the representation that they want in, like, TV and uh, films. <laughs> right? Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, that's, wow, Okay. <laughs> um i looked at i looked at um a little bit of like the the different actors who are in the show and it's so nice because they're all like actually teens Mm -hmm. um and it you can tell like they don't look like 30 year olds in the show which is great um the guy that uh plays charlie is uh joseph Locke. he um basically is like a child actor and like is still trying to kind of like take his like high school exams and stuff like that um fun fact when he was in high school he and three fellow students submitted a petition to government officials to like welcome to like urge them to like welcome syrian refugees to their hometown which is the isle of man um so that's cute he's he's a he's a using his platform yeah i read that too and this is his breakout this is his first tv role i think this is his first like paid gig and he's really good yeah i like him i'm so happy for him also interesting is that nick the or the actor for nick um i think his name is connor um he originally auditioned for the lead too and then end up ended up cast as the rugby boy um which is which is funny to me because he is like built like a rugby player so they're like no, you can't. Like, I have a note about that. So I read an article, um, oh, like an okay. interview with him, and he he still does two-hour workouts. I, I can't say every day, but he like regularly does two-hour workouts, which which he did to bulk up for this role. But oh, it sounds like he enjoys okay. working out as a... And like, and like maybe when he auditioned, like he could have done either. Yeah, yeah. Because they're sort of like, it's like... The scrawny buff dichotomy that we so often run into. And then they were like, get in the gym. You're Nick. <laughs> should we Should we start? Yeah, let's start. Yeah. Charlie is an openly gay student at Truham, Truham Boys School. He has been assigned to sit next to Nick, a popular rugby player on whom he de- quickly develops a crush. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote... I wrote he quick wait no I wrote who he quickly develops a crush on but Google didn't like it so on whom he quickly develops a crush during break Charlie meets up with his secret boyfriend Ben who kisses him but warns him not to tell anyone later Charlie says hi to Ben in the hallway only to be snubbed at lunch we meet Charlie's friends Tao and Isaac and learn that their friend L transferred after coming out as transgender Tao warns Charlie not to be friends with Nick because he's probably a broy jerk. Elle texts Tao that she's made friends, but we see her sitting alone at Higgs Girl School. Uh, curly haired boy is really having a moment. You're really. obsessed with curly hair. I love it. Sorry, my cat is freaking out. <laughs> she likes curly hair too. Um, um, Charlie also has them eyebrows. Has what eyebrows? Them, them eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> he has eyebrows that are powerful. <laughs> yeah it's true i was noticing it especially later when there's scenes when there's some of the more intense scenes where he's frowning or like looking sad i was like damn the eyebrows really contribute um jane have you ever been at a school with rugby players like not american football 
literally, what is rugby? Like, why is the ball an oval? I don't understand it. I don't understand. Why is the ball an oval? It's not round. It's like oblong. It's like it's like an ellipse. <laughs> like a football? Have you seen it? It's no, sort of like I know, the jelly bean. Like, it's like a football. It's just a little more round. It's weird. I don't understand it. Do you know the rules of rugby? I don't know the rules, but um, I did go to a school that had rugby players. For, like, no football. fucking way. Yeah, the second. So the second school I went to, because in Asia, people don't really play American football very much. But people will sometimes play rugby. So do they like what's the other game where you to? hit what's like baseball cricket maybe? No, that you hit a ball with a flat bat. Cricket, cricket. That's people more play like that, British colonies. People yeah. play that in um in Jersey City because there's a lot of uh like Indian, Indian. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um no, I think they're the only I think we had a rugby because when I went to an international school, it was like all the international schools like in that like sports league all played rugby. So they probably were just like we don't want to play American football, but we got to put our chunky lads somewhere. You know? <laughs> I kind oh. of like I re- something I really like is that Nick is not um, he's not like Archie Andrews in Riverdale. Like he's like he's built, but he's like he still looks like normal and like kind of like chunky and like happy and like not. I don't know. Like it's not <laughs> it's not unrealistic. He's not like extremely cut for no, no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone in this tv show looks like an actual human being which is okay except exception is that i think Elle is super gorgeous like she stands out as like (laughs) like everybody else i'm like wow they did a good job casting kind of normal looking people and then when you first see Elle, i'm like damn she's so beautiful (laughs) yeah that's fair i'll give you i'll give you that um i do really like her relationship with tao and how many you've seen one episode i've seen two episodes. i've seen like a little bit of the first episode of or first part of season or, i've seen a little bit of the second episode okay i did you get the sense that tau and l are flirty flirting or just friendy friending um i think that's the, like that's what they're trying to figure out i think maybe they like miss each other a lot and maybe tau like like really likes l but i I feel like right now Elle is mostly like, as as of episode two, I'm like, I think Elle just like really misses her BFF. But that's like the fun. That's the fun, right? I think it's interesting to see a friend group kind of split apart in this unique way. I, yeah. I don't know of any other show that's done this. Um, at the same time, one reason I really like the show is it's very insular and kind of small like every character's world is pretty small which feels honest to high school yes and especially if you compare it to something like euphoria where we see uh rue like sprinting through the town at, in one episode <laughs> like running from the cops and like going into all of these houses and talking to drug addicts <laughs> like and drug dealers like it's just very very different whereas in heartstopper we have the characters, their friends, and their mom at like at most, or like a <laughs> sister. And we see them at school and at their house and on the on the like the sports field. And I, I like think that. We, we've also definitely had mo- like Netflix movies we've done where we were like, "This is supposed to be about teens," but there's like zero school, and like I think mm-hmm. that's why we like didn't like it exactly. And I need the um, school. and I also think. Um, they do pretty well with the texting. I think they like have pretty realistic texting and 
uh this movie or this movie this show already made me laugh when um ben's like can't wait to see you and then actually wait can we can we meet later instead like i'm like that's so real it is real and i want to know like i wish they gave a reason what was he doing <laughs> like, what but happened? also yeah. did you notice that they're texting over instagram yeah that I think that's very uh, of the times. Oh, 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 yeah. I have yeah, never agree. talked to someone conversationally over Instagram in my life. Okay, but Jane. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Jane. <laughs> I'm 29. <laughs> no, also, you're 29, but also you, like, don't use normal text messaging or any other sort of, like, messaging app. You only communicate with us on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> I thought that's what you prefer. <laughs> no. Wait, what do you use? Um, I guess I guess if people have iPhones, I I use iMessage. But I um, don't have an iPhone, and we this can also use a lot Gchat. We can use Gchat. I don't like Gchat. I don't okay, get see? Gchat. Who uses Gchat? We can just text. Actually, you and I used to use. I use Gchat. You and I used to text. You and I used to text when we were first. Sometimes I text, but no, the thing is. I feel like my my life and my world have been moved on to Facebook Messenger. Okay, whatever. This is for... <laughs> okay, here's the <laughs> other question for you. Um, when you were uh, in middle school and high school, did people write on each other at school as a prank? As Not like a as funny a thing prank. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe cooler kids than me, but I don't want to get written on. Did you get written on? <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, it's like something about my like all girls school that we would like when we were fucking bored as shit. Like we would just like write on each other. I feel I like think... that has happened in my life, but I but it wasn't a big. Maybe part. maybe we were so repressed because we all had to wear uniforms that we wanted to write on each other, and that's what really we act out. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like so. This is the beginning of a series. I feel like they do a really good job of establishing. Not too many characters. Another thing I appreciate because I'm stupid and I can't keep up. But they they establish the like there are like eight characters and they get them all in there and um, it moves quickly but not too quickly. So it's just at this point I'm like this is good. This is this is going well. Yeah, and I think um, the way that I think it also the way that Ben and Charlie interact is obviously you're supposed to like know from the start that there's bad shit going on and they do that really well with the text messaging and um i also i feel i think it's interesting that we like don't we don't really uh see ben just like hanging out with anyone yeah (laughs) well not right now we kind of learn more about him but he does seem very we don't i guess what i'm saying is at this point we don't know a lot about ben except that at first you know you could be like oh he really has charlie really has a boyfriend and like it's all going well but then immediately you're like oh no 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 something something is up something is afoot (laughs) (laughs) okay should we move on yes ben asks charlie to meet him in the library and apologizes for ignoring him in the hall they kiss charlie spends lunch in the art room something he's done often in the past to escape bullies he tells the gay art teacher about his situation with ben and asks for advice the art teacher suggests that he tell Ben how he feels. Charlie then sees Ben kissing a girl and messages him that he doesn't want to meet up anymore. The next morning, Charlie tells his sister Tori that he broke up with his boyfriend and that he wants to be with someone who likes him openly. I do think this is some cute like high school musical slash mean girls vibes where they're like, that's the rugby people and this is us. I, I would say, like, in this entire first episode, 
Maybe the only thing that is a little like, I don't know, like out of it for me was like, Nick is so, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> that like, I mean, it, he's so great. But um, I, I sort of had a little, I mean, obviously we're going to, we're going to meet, we're going to like get to know him more. But I had a little bit of a hard time believing that he like, I don't know, hadn't made friends outside rugby before. And he's like that nice and like personable and like easy to talk to. <laughs> yeah, I get that. On one hand, why it feels so good to watch the show is that Nick, like you just said, is so kind and you can tell immediately that he likes Charlie. Mm -hmm. Like, it's never, like, it's very obvious. But at the same time, that also causes a problem for me because I never see him being like a bro-y jerk as described by Tao. Yeah, and I think that they're, they could have done a little more with like, him being broy but nice. Like I think that exists. You know what I mean? Like it's not a dichotomy of like for him to be kind and sensitive and nice, he like is not broy at all, which is a little bit what it feels like to me. Like he's so um he's so like playful and cute um and like while that is so fun to watch, I'm like is is that what like a rugby boy would be like? Like I don't know. Maybe it would have been nice to see other rugby players being jerks. And then you would understand why Tao was, like, concerned for his friend, because he would be like, oh, well, he's one of them. And and Charlie would be like, well, he's not one of them. He's he's different. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know. Or like have or have um or have a little bit more of like a warm up of Nick being first trying to just be like, Ugh, this is like someone that I don't really care about because they're um, outside my team, but I'm going to kind of like be polite to them. And then have it become, like, more of them becoming friends. I don't know, like, that 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 was my only, the only thing that I was like, this is this is a little too, too unrealistic. It's um, very positive sometimes. It's very positive. Crazily so. What do we think about gay art teacher? I was going to ask, is there a teacher you liked enough in high school that you would have told them if you were being bullied? No, I, I was never that, I never had that kind of relationship with teachers. I think because... I wasn't chill in any way. <laughs> you know how teachers, like, teachers don't like their the, the best students. They like the kids that are relaxed and that are not freaking out about grades. I, I was not chill. Um, I also was scared of authority. So, like, there was never a moment where I yeah, truly could connect with teachers. I think I was also scared of authority. I did have, um, when I was at my all-girls school, we were, like, assigned, like, kind of like mentor type teacher figures and like you you might have the same one as like some of your classmates so you're supposed to chat with them like once a once a quarter or something like that and so sometimes you would have like more like I don't know personal chats with those teachers but um (laughs) the one that I was assigned she was very fun but her reputation is that she was very gossipy and so you couldn't necessarily trust her to keep stuff a secret because she might even like gossip about you with other students and I was like damn Ooh. okay you're fun but I'm not gonna like tell you anything that deep <laughs> there was one teacher I remember who she was younger and like pretty and cool and like mm-hmm. I almost kind of confided with her but she definitely was the kind of teacher that made friends with with students and then she wasn't hired back and what? I actually did some research and found out <gasps> that they just like ended the position or whatever which who knows why but there was rumors that she was texting boy (laughs) students and like telling them to come over and she had like baked pie no i mean like anyway i have no idea if that's true but 
Yeah. She had baked pie. <laughs> I didn't want to say scary. come over and eat pie. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. All this is to say, uh, you know, I, again, like, I never had that teacher, but I do think, I think because there's, like, a history that he needed some help before because he was bullied, like, that sort of helps me buy that, like, they tr- he trusts this teacher, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And, and it seems... Okay, the Wikipedia says that Charlie has been outed, which makes me think he was outed against his will. I don't know. Maybe that's covered later in the series, but at this point, he's just out. Um, And so, I don't know. Maybe the teacher, like, swooped in. You know how gay teachers like to swoop in and coddle the (laughs) gay students? Swoop in. (laughs) um yeah it's a it's also yeah i mean so my brother went to an all-boys school and there was definitely bullying there and it was this you know there's like sort of all this weird bullshit like as young people that you hear about bullying where like some people are like you should definitely like tell the authorities because like it can be dangerous but then there's also a line where you're like you shouldn't snitch and you should stand up to them because if you snitch they'll just try another way to bully you yeah um and like there was all like that like sort of stuff swirling around and my brother like wasn't the person being bullied but he was sort of like witnessing other people being bullied and it's oh so, so he was like... a, he was a bystander <laughs> i see um <laughs> yeah but it's like what do you like uh i don't know it seems so it was almost so um it was very convenient that you know, there's there's this one teacher that, like, cared about Charlie and, like, uh, he was able to go to him about the bullying. And, like, it all, like, obviously it's not, like, done and, like, nobody, like, bullies anymore. But, like, you know, that he that he knew where to go and there was, like, a, an appropriate resource. I You know, they're trying to show, like, what should happen. Um, right. But all right. It, it is often not that. Um, were there any openly out people in your high school class? Yeah. Um, it's sort of, I feel like there was kind of a big, like, turn towards queerness right when I was in high school. Like, I I think a few years older than me, it was probably pretty difficult to be gay and come out. Not saying it was easy by the time I came along, but like, there were so many people in the years younger than me that were coming out and, um, or like being or or, you know like expressing their gender in like different ways and also there was the gay straight alliance which (laughs) i was the (laughs) co-president of and yeah so there was i feel like there was a big turn 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 what about you yeah i think the other thing about this is like he's the only one or like that's what it feels like yeah yeah or yeah or he's like the famous one and it, (laughs) it seems like a pretty small school but maybe maybe not maybe we're just like getting that impression uh, I mean, it is a like a private school, I assume, but um, yeah, I uh, I think um, both. Well, I think at, at the all girls school I was at, like in general, it will always it, that's a Catholic school, so it will always be hard to come out there or yeah. be out there. But um, I so I I had a few friends that like waited until after to like you know ever ever tell anyone. Absolutely, um, oh, that's yeah, that's definitely that's definitely yeah. still a thing that totally happens. For just, sure, like, you for get sure. to leave high school and go be yourself. Yeah, and like yeah, and and maybe date someone you actually like instead of who you just go to high school with. Coincidentally, yeah. um, and then I think at my at my larger school that I went to for eleventh and twelfth grade, like I honestly just like was so wrapped up in my own like friend drama and shit that like. 
I don't know, which is mm-hmm. like which feels weird to me. Um, and so I think like because of that, I think like just being I I was maybe in the wave of like high school students that you were saying like a few years before you were like it wasn't so much like um it, people weren't doing like gay straight alliance and stuff like that very passionately at that school either and maybe now they are i don't know i hope um, so i, hope I can so. here's some anecdotes from my high school to to just like give the context there was a student who came out in high school and it was such a big deal that he ended up writing a newspaper article about it and about how when he came out like people just were interested in him. I mean, I don't want to speak for his experience, but um, it was just, it was like a hot topic. And like then, positive or no? Like interested positive? Uh, I th- I think he didn't want people just like oh, interested oh. in him because he was just, because he was gay. But okay. I don't recall the details. But so, so obviously it was this like, you know, literally newsworthy item. Um, and then by the time I was graduating, it seemed like everyone was gay. <laughs> Which is not true, which is absolutely not, that's, that's not, the, no, that's, funny, that's not the case, but like, that's how it felt. That's funny though. Yeah. I, yeah, it's so, I mean, I can only imagine what it's like in, you know, high schools now, um, where, I don't know, I, I, because I, because we talk all the time about Gen Z or it seems like very in vogue for a Gen Z or to be very like progressive and like cool about that stuff but like maybe we just don't know maybe that's just like the impression we get from like online you know and also think about um also this the is half the US, of it so yeah like the half of it covers um well actually i don't know what year yeah, but they're in like a train town i know but that's my point <laughs> that's my point is this rural urban divide Issa, oh, okay, okay okay has us blinded or train urban divide. train train v, town urban divide train v um, metro my my other note here is that i think it uh i think something i do like which maybe you are reminded of scott pilgrim is like there's cute like graphic novel like animation things like yes. the dreamy yeah like the dreamy music and like the little snapshots and like um i think it does pretty well too with like showing us what uh what charlie is maybe noticing in like little snapshots that like or like thinking about that like you wouldn't necessarily always know like the scene where he is like seeing um ben and they ben is like apologizing and like while they're sort of like in that kind of confusing moment you get a camera shot of the smiley face that Nick drew on his hand and you're like, oh, Charlie's kind of thinking about that. Or like us as the viewer, we're supposed to like think about that and like this like happy, hopeful thing instead. And it's just, it's just pretty well done. I like, yeah, I don't know. It's very sweet and it's not, I I don't find it distracting because that's definitely something that I could be annoyed about. But now that we're, now that we're talking about it, I also feel like it's, it's a little, like reference to the to the graphic novel and to the fans of the novel you know what i mean like it's a little bit of do you like it as someone who hates graphic novels yeah no i think it's very (laughs) i I think it's sweet i think it's sweet okay (laughs) hates them okay let's move on okay nick sees charlie running at gym class and he's fast so he asks him to join the rugby team 
Charlie says he's too small, but agrees to join anyway. Outside the locker room, Charlie hears the other players talking about how he's weak and gay. Still, Nick encourages him and helps him train. Charlie is improving and getting along with the team. When Ben asks him to meet up, Charlie confronts him about his terrible behavior. Ben forces himself on Charlie, and Nick steps in to help. Later, Charlie texts Nick, thank you, and we see Nick smile. On the way to school, Tao sees Elle walking alone. I did laugh when Nick was like, torn from his activity to look at Charlie to see him running faster than everyone else. Something that would just never happen to me in my life. <laughs> Which part? The seeing someone run fast or the running no, fast? Being noticed. Being okay. noticed for running fast. <laughs> Aw, people notice you for other things, though. Aw, that's like, so nice. Like beautiful hair. Aw. And other great attributes. Um, um. <laughs> Do we think that he... Okay, I love the idea of, of him recruiting him as a rugby player. But later in life, okay, let's say they're on their like later in life. 10th date or they're like, oh, da- they've been dating oh, okay, for three okay. months. I feel like he would, he would be like, you know, you were pretty fast at running, but I just wanted an excuse to spend time with you. Yeah. Is that what's happening here? Un- subconsciously, maybe? Yeah. That, that's my question is like, does he know like that's, yeah. And that's, I, I assume that's what we'll find out. This is the other thing. I'm like, how long is the story? Like, how long will this go on? Cause well, like, it got renewed for seasons two and three. So Charlie, Charlie is like 10th grade, essentially. And Ben is the year, or sorry, Ben and Nick are both one year older. Is that what it is? Yes, I, I yeah. believe so. And they're seniors, maybe? They're actually know. young. I Because oh. I, I think the main character is supposed to be 14 or 15. So pretty young. Oh. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. I yeah. I mean, I think that's a cute origin story of a relationship. It is also like he he does like look at him running fast. Like, there's no reason Charlie has to be running fast in that. But scene. he's going. It I'm also funny. It, it is intriguing. He's really to me that going. He's like a nerd who's bullied, but he's like, but I run fast too. Yeah. Well, he has to to run away from the bullies. That's so true. Okay, oh, a no. few thoughts. If the show does continue for seasons two and three, there will have to be, like, um, drama in the relationship. You know what I mean? And that's going to be hard for all of our young viewers to watch. Like, Nick and Charlie are going to have to get together. Yeah, maybe. But I I mean, I do feel, I do feel, so, like, when I was thinking about the, like, fluff word that I was talking to you about, um, I do feel that there is some, like, pretty like complicated stuff going on with like Ben for example and yet the overall vibe is like balanced out so that most of the episode you like can feel hopeful and happy and so like I imagine that's what they'll do too with like the relationship drama to still make make it feel more like a rom-com and like happy than um than like you know euphoria (laughs) yeah I do think it's it's an important point that they cover assault basically in this sort of in in a way that we don't always see assault happening, um, and they and you're right that they do it in a in a light way, and then freaking this is when I this is when I was in when Nick comes in and saves Charlie. I was like, I'm totally in. Like he's a hero. Aww. He's so charming. He's so sweet. And he says to him, like, you seemed off, so I wanted to, like, follow you. That's why he's even there. It's not that that he's just there and, like, steps in. Like, he was already checking up on Charlie. And it's just so 
romantic and yeah, cute. Yeah, cute shit like that. Yeah. Although um, you don't have to be assaulted to like be in a romantic situation. I also I also really like something I really liked about that scene was that when Nick pulls Ben off and the camera goes to Nick, his face, I really like the way he was acting because he's also kind of freaked out and it's not this like superhero like action hero like get away from my like crush like he's also like he's aware that he's stepping into like a pretty like fucked up maybe situation and he's also aware that like ben didn't intend for him to hear any of that and he knows ben so like it's just like a complex like icky situation all around and so like you can see in his face like oh shit like uh, like, what do I do? And, like, I just really had to do this because I think this was, like, one right thing to do. And I think that was really well done in, like, three seconds. And, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of maybe overly positive things, I love seeing, I love seeing uh, Charlie, like, having fun with the rugby players. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, kind of like, yeah. Who was bull like who was bullying him? Where where yeah, are the it's bullies? hard. It's hard. I mean, I guess we're we're gonna we're gonna find out. But um I wonder if there's like the sports like popular people and then there's like other groups of popular people and like I don't know. Or if it was more of like a all the rugby players were like bystanders before. Like mm-hmm. maybe they weren't the lead bullies, but they were like my brother. Um I also <laughs> think that my the sports aspect is really cute because number one, it gives them a lot of excuses to touch each other and have cute <laughs> moments. Yes. Especially the like I love the like shots of like one of them tackles the other and then gets to like look up at the other one against the sky. Like that is like catnip for me. Like I love that shit and I don't know. It's just fun to look at your crush in like the grass or like with the sky. <laughs> it's fun to lie in the grass and look at your crush. Yes, it, it, that's that's truly like truly what is better in high school than lying in the grass looking at your crush. So um, and then I really like that he feels like welcomed into this group of dudes, and like it probably like helps him with like issues about gender that he feels like you know and like something again that they do really quickly that i like is like obviously it sucks so the first time he walks in is like he can hear them behind the door and they're like does he even like sports like he's gay mm-hmm. <laughs> which i think is very funny yeah i love that we we got to hear that thank god I or else i would be like these itself. rugby players are so nice okay here's something you don't know about me because you think that i am not a sporty girl who like doesn't like sports however Nothing makes me cry more easily than, like, a sports montage, a.k.a. Gatorade commercials. What? This is all... You should absolutely watch Last Chance You. No, but it's too sad. You don't... This is not sad. This is happy crying. So this is, like, for me, a lot of it's tennis. So, like, Serena Williams, like, hitting the winning shot and then, like, falling on the court and just... Yeah, yeah. The really intense emotion of that. And so seeing the players support him... And when he kind of figures out how to do the rugby catch where they like lift him up and catch the jelly bean. Yeah, like, I loved it. Yeah. It's just so, it's so emotional. The, Ar- and, like, the Aragon so egg. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah. And I, I like that. Like, I think there's a montage here and like the next few times he walks in, like no one cares anymore. They're just like, eh, we're, we're getting ready for practice. He's gay like, he's and just, strong. That's what they're all saying. Yeah. Well, they need to like show him lifting. Um, <laughs> The, the jelly bean, the Aragon egg. Um, I I do like. Okay, my question to you is, if you <laughs> if you could pick a team sport in like ninth or tenth grade 
to have this experience with where you like were pulled in and then you like feel more welcomed like what would you choose (laughs) okay two immediate answers come to mind one is volleyball because i love volleyball like the sport is actually really fun and our volleyball team was like one of the best in the state but for for social reasons soccer absolutely because the soccer girls were hot and cool I know. It's so hard for me to, it's so hard for me to like imagine because I just don't find either of those things fun. But I, I do think volleyball, I think, I do think our volleyball girls were very, very cool. Um, And I I think like volleyball is very, it's also something that's like, well, I was going to say it's something that's fun to do outside. Like (laughs) soccer also (laughs) is, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't find soccer to be as fun, maybe because even when you're not like doing anything actively helping your team there's so much running i hate soccer yeah not be- so. actually not because of the running because of the the contact and also maybe maybe even more oh, so than like the contact, contact the potential okay. contact so you're standing with the ball and someone is sprinting towards you that's my nightmare the other thing is that my cousin who's getting married this summer um was a really 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 popular uh, touch rugby player uh, at her high school whoa and so the the girls team could do touch rugby and um that seems really fun too because you kind of have the like fun mentality of like really wanting to like crush the other team of like rugby or football but you it's just touch rugby so like you don't like tackle that sort of feels as much as safer but like you don't get to tackle like I mean, you still, like, have contact similar to soccer. You just oh. don't, like, knock them down. Okay, interesting. If that makes sense. Um, the biggest plot twist in the first episode for me, can you guess what I'm going to say? No. Is that Olivia Coleman <laughs> plays Nick's mom. <laughs> yeah, 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 at the yeah. last scene, they're in the car. She's driving him home. And I'm like, wow, that woman looks a lot like Olivia Coleman. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Olivia Coleman. And it makes me emotional. I'm not going to lie. It makes me emotional thinking about these young actors getting oh, yeah. this role, oh, being yeah. shot into stardom, and getting to work with Olivia Coleman. Yeah, that's, that's so great absurd. because you know I love Broadchurch, which stars it's Olivia pretty, Coleman. It's pretty absurd. You should watch Lost Daughter too. Her like movie. I know I do I do want to see that. Um, yeah, that's pretty absurd. I did see a tweet that was like. Olivia Coleman on TV, like, is nothing sacred anymore. Okay, that's, that's they, a, they're wrong. Go read I, her career. Go read her I know, I know. Career. I do, Sorry. I do think there are actors that make me feel like that. Can you name you one? Um, like if, like if, um, if tomorrow I was, like, on Netflix and there was a TV show and it was, like, um, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> like, Interesting. Just, okay, that's a yeah. good answer. It's here's, just so much, yeah. <laughs> here's my case against it. And this this all, this all just has to do with how the fact that, like, TV is now, uh, we've talked about this, like, everything is TV. Nicole Kidman, 10 years ago, probably, I don't know the right time, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. if, if you were to tell someone, like, Nicole Kidman's going to be a TV star and, like, in every miniseries yeah. ever, you'd be like, no way, but here she is. But miniseries are also their own thing where they're, like, I don't know. It's so, it's so, it's, I don't know what to do about it. And um, here's my other thing. Here's my other thing. Okay. You could make the argument that, uh, like, Hardstopper is really good, but, like, you could make a, the argument that a lot of these really good teen um, miniseries could be movies. Absolutely. Like, could they just have done, like, three Hardstopper movies? Like, that might have been nice. 
I I do not have an answer. I, I do not have an well, answer. Well, what would be your preference as, as far as watching the content? Ugh, I think this works really well as a TV show. Okay, okay. So it's hard. It's hard to it's it's hard to think of it as a movie because it's just so well done yeah i like movies like i enjoy the process of going to the movies so i would like to see better movies but i also just watch so much goddamn tv that it's like it's kind of all the same to me i so i like went into this and i was like i bet i'm gonna feel like it should just be um a movie i just want well we'll talk about that later but um i like while i was watching it i do feel that they like the the last 10 minutes of this episode is really good and I kind of like how they did that because um, it makes you want to watch more than just the pilot and now I feel like a lot of shows don't even bother. Like, <laughs> they don't even bother to structure the pilot like a pilot. It mm-hmm. literally just feels like someone chopped the movie at a certain point. Gotcha. So I did feel like they at least put some effort into pacing <laughs> the TV episode and that I can appreciate. <laughs> gotcha do you like sex education i loved the first season so much and i haven't watched more than that but i really loved it and i thought the actors we've talked about the main guy but um who's the second lead he's queer and like he's incredible yeah he's awesome he's actually um he's like a good like shakespearean actor on the stage that makes sense he's like doing some cool like shakespeare stuff cool um yeah um that that i mean that's that's what this show reminds me of too in the sense that it's like (laughs) a high school experience that is not an american high school experience maybe maybe that's also part of why like it has um there are like some things that were kind of like huh is that really what the vibe would be like also i never had time to just like go to the library and meet up with someone in the dark (laughs) Mm, i don't think i would have had the time either i was always rush rush rushing yeah, it would have to be, like, after school. Plus, our library was always full. Like, the library was a hot spot. You could play chess there. You could eat your lunch what? there. Oh, yeah, people played chess. Oh, we Ooh. did not eat in our library. Fun so factoid. A big thing in my high school was that there was, like, a cop. There was always just, like, a cop hanging out. And he would always go play chess in the library with, like, the hooligans. No. Classic cop and hooligan. Hooligan community, turns into cop. policing. Like, beautiful cycle. <laughs> Because he played chess with him. It's probably, like, really bad chess. Uh, Okay. Um. I have one final comment that I did want to put out into the world. As I alluded to at the beginning, I think that Heartstoppers became so popular, and especially with... It's just one. It's just a Heartstopper. Damn it. I keep saying Heartstoppers. And at first I thought it was called Heartbreakers, which was very confusing. It's because you're trying to say Gobstoppers. no, that's you. That's you who's trying to say gobstoppers. Okay. Okay, okay. The demographic that this um, appeals to, I think, is really young, really online teens. And there is ferocious attitudes online. Um, and I think it's the kind of thing that you could, if you went down a deep uh, rabbit hole, which you don't need to because you don't need to tweet about this stuff on your podcast uh, Twitter. I'm talking to the listeners. Um, yeah, it could get ruined for you. So just don't read about it. <laughs> Wait, you mean spoilers or just like the discourse? The discourse. Oh, that's so interesting. Just because people like um, analyze like every detail. Yeah. And they of. also, there's a lot of warring. There's a lot of like divisions of, oh, you like 
Heartstopper, like, well, I like this other web comic, and like, my, this one's better, and like, that one's racist, and this one's that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting because like that's what I felt like in terms of like people who like Twilight. Like, I would love to like consider Twice myself them? better as them, better than them. Mm. To be like, your book series is problematic, but like, it's totally just like now everywhere like obviously i was sort of like feeling like that as a teen but um now it's everyone and now and i wasn't necessarily saying that anywhere on social media like i wasn't telling people that on social media but now people are like i need to tell the world that this is a problematic show and therefore you're bad if you like it and Mm -hmm. i'm better because i like this thing yeah i think Um, having camps online is very important to people and just like not everyone, obviously, but f- feeling like you're kind of within a group, and that leads to. Did you ever feel like fighting. that? Um, I'm trying to think. I just always have had bad taste, and I've never felt the need. But I don't think that. But I don't that. think. I think like I think part of it too is like if you go on fanfiction.net, you will find people. Or now it's archive of our own, but um. And when I was when I was in middle school, it was fanfiction.net. Um, you'll like see see all the camps come to life and observe their comments to each other. I could see myself falling into that though, because looking back, even though I just said I have bad taste and I didn't need to defend it, I like I can be very defensive about what I like. So yeah. maybe in another world that was me. We've come to the end where we each <laughs> answer some questions. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, you can go first. <laughs> Number one, is this first episode good or bad? It's good. I agree. I think it's uh one of the more enjoyable. No, I'll say it. It's one of the most enjoyable TV pilots I've seen in like the past year or so. Like I think there's a lot of TV that I truly just let stream by my eyeballs, and I was like honestly delighted by this and the romantic feelings um like are real like i i feel honestly excited about it which is the second uh question which is did you enjoy watching the episode definitely i said that i liked it until the last part and then i loved it oh okay i was like what happened in the last part did you love seeing olivia coleman i mean i did but but what but the part that i really liked is just the the moment when Nick helps Charlie and then especially the moment after when he he's lost in thought in the car and he's clearly like I mean he's clearly going through something but when he gets the text from Charlie and he's happy about it it's just a very pure I like that too pure like moment that too. That's interesting <laughs> to me that you it's interesting to me that you like so much the um the like oh I like wanted to see what was wrong and like I followed you, like I just wanted to check up on you cuz I feel like that was like very trope like <laughs> Like fun, fun, uh, fan fiction and rom com trope. True, um, I'm a basic teen, teen rom com. Teen rom com. But you trope. liked it, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I like, I love that they're young. They're not like thirty uh, year olds. Like, I think that makes the show. Like, if if the show were like exactly the same but older actors, I probably wouldn't like it as much because it just like makes them look um way more uh honest and vulnerable like if they're 18 versus like 28 so uh what type of teen is this show for this show uh oh wait i don't freaking know it's for anybody 
Sorry, I didn't write down an answer for that. I don't freaking know. <laughs> Wait, do you have an answer? Hold on. Let me th- let me think about this. You know what it's uh, for? It might be okay. for young, younger viewers. Especially for, I almost feel like this is a good show for parents to show their, like, young queer children. See, I was going to say the same thing. I think that, like, part of this show not being very horny is that it would be a good show to watch, like, like fun for the whole family that wouldn't um make parents like freak out about like watching sex with their kids yeah (laughs) um yeah but now that i say that i'm like i don't actually know if like that could ever happen like maybe our generation when we were when we were parents we can do that but like i just say that because like the my parents and like my aunts and uncles and stuff watched very interesting and random content that i like don't know why they watch it like when you think of like, you know, how sometimes you'll see a show on like Netflix or Hulu and it's like at the bottom of the recommendations and it's just like this random mishmash that the algorithm generated with like maybe one or two B-list actors in it. And you're like, who watches that? And it's like my parents. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, like somehow they get fed stuff that like I've never heard of ever. <laughs> um, Those algorithms, like, good. they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jane, what are you watching these days? Okay, I have two things to report. I watched Star Trek Wrath of Khan. I haven't seen, like, I really haven't seen a lot of Star Trek content in general besides Next Generation, and I'm kind of going through the the older movies right now, um, and I enjoyed it. I'm also watching the new Star Trek show, Strange New Worlds, which I really like a lot. What about you? Strange New Worlds. Um, I... Um, I think I talked about this already once before, but I'm, I finished The Essex Serpent, which is a miniseries that had its, um, had its finale yesterday, and that one is another one that should absolutely be a movie. Um, it's Claire Danes and Tom Hiddleston, very lovely to watch them, and then I'm kind of, like, on a Tom Hiddleston kick looking for, like, other stuff where he's not loki or like a vampire or something (laughs) so there's like this random um bbc show on amazon prime called the night manager that's based on a mystery book or like actiony book that i might watch as well and olivia coleman is in it damn she's working (laughs) yeah i mean i think it's like a few years old but like it won a bunch of awards and i was like if we truly just like don't know what's happening in like british tv like it's just like i don't know i just you know it's like the same feeling when i watch this show and i'm like is that what high schools are like i'm Mm. like (laughs) like the whole the the night manager is all like set in like hotels and stuff and it's this just like guy who works the night shift at hotels but there's a lot of scenes where i'm like is this what like is this what a normal like working life would be like for this british man it's a fantasy show heartstopper is a fantasy yeah wait are you saying that um i'm saying it's genre is fantasy the, stuff setting don't. in the stuff set in the uk it's yes. like jo- genre fantasy yeah exactly <laughs> um jane would you like to say what our next episode is guys or actually no we're gonna we... say it no <laughs> our next episode is about clueless maybe maybe i don't know probably <laughs> okay (laughs) that was under the bleachers our podcast about teen content we would love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts 
Don't forget to rate and leave a review and please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at Bleacher Teens. Okay, we'll see you next time. Under, Under the, the Bleachers. bleachers.